of the Regeneration Show, showcasing exciting regeneration projects to redevelop the Wakefield District. So it's Dave Adams here on the second Regeneration Show here at Rhubarb Radio, where we're talking about huge regeneration across the Wakefield District, from Wakefield City Centre through all the towns across the district. And with me on the show this evening, I've got uh, Mark Lynham, who's Corporate Director for Regeneration and Economic Growth, and I've got Lorna Malkin joining this evening, who's Chief Executive of Castleford Heritage Trust. And you're going to speak about all the wonderful improvements. So good evening to both of you. Good evening. evening. It's great to have you in the studio for the second Regeneration Show. And as I say, we're talking about Castleford to start with and some fantastic regeneration projects that are happening. Mark, I'm going to hand over to you because there was an award from the government from nearly £24 million to help Castleford move forward uh, with regeneration projects. Tell us more. Uh, Yeah, fantastic to be able to come along again and talk to you about what's happening in Castleford. As you say... uh, 2021, the council was awarded £23.9 million as part of the government's towns fund, and that's a national scheme where it awarded a significant amount of money to different local authorities in order to deliver specific regeneration projects in local towns. And uh, we were very fortunate to be awarded £23.9 million for Castleford, which enables us to take forward some of our ambitious plans around uh, delivering the Castleford vision which is about rediscovering Castleford as a distinctive riverside market town. So looking to build on those things around our strong heritage, the strong regional position Castleford has, particularly in West Yorkshire, but also building on some of those really historical connections that Castleford has around its Roman origins, for example. So the the projects focus on a number of kind of key areas of the the town centre. Castleford Riverside particularly is a destination which Lorna will talk a bit more about, particularly Mm. around Queen's Mill. But we've also got some exciting plans about how we connect Henry Moore Square in the heart of Castleford much better down to the riverside as well through something that we are calling Castleford Boho, which is around Sega Street, about where we want to bring that forward for innovative businesses and new enterprises being located onto there. But there's also a kind of wider project that's going to go on around improving connections into the town centre. So how do we improve signage uh, and way marking and improve the kind of connections from neighbouring areas and neighbouring neighbourhoods into the city, into the town centre to encourage more footfall. So a range of really fantastic, exciting projects we hope to deliver. Timescales, Mark, is this starting to happen now? What's the sort of timescales in moving things forward? So whilst we had the funding awarded to us um, about two years ago now, a lot of work has to go in to mobilising all the projects that are required to make this happen. So, for example, uh, a number of projects require the council to acquire a number of properties around the town centre. So a lot of work that's been going on over the last year or two has been around that mobilisation phase getting the projects developed to a greater degree of detail than the original funding bridge set out. Obviously, inevitably, that results in some changes. So we've been kind of looking at how we can manage that, but we've been very much focused on negotiating the terms of acquiring some of these kind of key properties, particularly around Henry Moore Square, Mm. that's required to make this happen, but also around the riverside as well and how we open that up. So we hope 
those uh, acquisitions should be concluded in the coming months. So people should start to see work happening, certainly within the next year or so. Bringing Henry Moore Square and doing work there, obviously uh, the, probably the, the most famous son of, of Castleford, um, that, that's going to make it very much a destination area along with the river as well then, yeah? Oh, absolutely. I mean, ca- look, Castleford's no different to a number of other similar towns. You know, the challenges around the decline in high street retail has hit Castleford hard as it has many other towns and city centres across the country. So as a council, we have a responsibility to try and find a different reason to want mm. to bring people, for people to want to come into the town centre. Uh, we need to put a different type of offer there, which is not reliant on retail. I mean, people have probably picked up the recent announcement Marks and Spencer's made around the closure of the store sure. in Castleford, which is hugely disappointing given their connections and how long they've been there but obviously kind of what we are focused on at the moment is how we can use this funding to bring a different type of use into the town centre and you know the new building proposed at Henry Moore Square uh, around a skills hub community hub with a number of retail units attached to it brings a different type of dynamic into the town centre beyond just purely focusing on retail because let's be honest you mm. can't rely on that to bring the footfall in in future. Oh, absolutely. So you see in the next years, couple of years or so, things are going to change in terms of Castleford and moving forward, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, something else we'll talk about later is obviously the investment we're going to make in the market as well. Yes. Which we still see as yeah. a major anchor in, this, in the town centre. So, yeah, absolutely. Positive changes we hope people will support. Well, Lorna, I want to bring you in at this point. Lorna, welcome, as I say, to Rhubarb. You're the Chief Executive for Castleford Heritage trust i'm going to be talking about proposed improvements to an area by the river queen's mill uh, which is part of the castleford riverside project and these are one of four key generation areas in castleford lorna tell us a little bit more about queen's mill and the exciting plans by the river Uh, Well, Queen's Mill has been owned by the Heritage Trust for 10 years now, and um, we've done lots of refurbishment works over those years, but just with bits of funding, really. So we've just done a bit at a time, if you like. Uh, We've relied a lot on uh, volunteer support and help. So we operate mainly from um, half of the building at the moment. So it's, it's the main centre of the building, what we call the heart of the mill, which really needs the work on it. Um, And that's what we're focusing on with this project. But also with major things like the roof, which obviously is crucial to any work you need to do. You need to get your roof right first. Just give us a flavour of the Heritage Trust then. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Well, the Heritage Trust has been um, going for 23 years now. Mm. Um, It was formed in 2000 just by a group of people who wanted to use the heritage of the town really to bring about wider regeneration, not just of the physical regeneration of the town, but of the people as well. Obviously, after the pits were lost um, and a lot of industries left the town, there was little employment. You know, I think generally Mm. the town was depressed. Uh, There wasn't a lot of local pride really. And yet, the town's got this amazing rich heritage from Roman right through to all the industries mm. and you know products were going across the world from crack from Castleford but there wasn't anything to see in the town really mm. we've got a bathhouse which is under grass um, <laughs> right. a lot of other key buildings have, have gone over the years 
So it was really about restoring that local pride, really, and, yeah. and using heritage for regeneration. And, and the mill's a prime example of Absolutely. that, really. Well, you started it a few years ago, a good few years ago now, and I'm not sure about the date when it launched, the bridge, the iconic bridge that's there, which mm. was a great start to bringing the river back into use, as it were. And Queen's Mill now is going to sort of develop on that. For people that are listening to the show that maybe live in Castleford, know the area, going to come into the area... What is your vision? What do you expect to see in the next few years with the changes in Castleford then? I think definitely making the most of the river. I think in, in previous years the, the town turned its back on the river because it wasn't a very pleasant place. Yeah. But now it's much cleaner, there's lots of wildlife. So we really need to, to make the most of that asset. And um, as part of the Townsdale funding, that will open up the riverside literally so people mm. can see it. So there'll be green spaces along the riverside. People can see the river, they can enjoy it. The mill obviously is part of that offer. But then everything happening in the town centre, it's about opening up the linkage to the river. So the routes down there more pleasant and mm. more obvious, really, and making the town centre more vibrant and having more going on. And as Mark says, retail is, is not what it used to be. So mm. there needs to be other reasons for people to come into the town centre. Thanks very much for your perception of Wacy Castleford. It's, a, it's an exciting vision, isn't it? And it's something which I know you've been hoping would happen over many years. It looks like with this money, that from the government money, it's going to start that regeneration and it's going to develop even more. And we're going to talk more about that. And we were talking to Mark about new developments around Castleford and indeed in Wakefield as well. And we're doing that next. The Regeneration Show, show Showcasing exciting regeneration projects to redevelop the Wakefield District. So Dave Adams back here on the Regeneration Show, the second show of a series that's running through the year with Mark Lynham. Mark, we are now talking about markets because there's no doubt the heart of every town and city, in most towns and cities across the UK, is the market still with all the changes in retail. And it's very much the case here in the Wakefield District. So there's exciting developments that are taking place um, across all our markets. And, and Mark, give us more details about that. Thanks very much. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of people have very fond connections to markets. And, uh, you know, that that's developed over time. You know, people you were taken there by their parents and grandparents when they were growing up. And markets were a big feature of town and city centres for a very, very long time. And like we were talking about Castleford earlier and we've got Pontefract as well, they grew up as market towns. Mm. So the retail base was very much built around that. Now, obviously, as we talked about earlier around retail trends, the trends around usage in markets and how markets have changed has meant equally we have to adapt as well in terms of how we want to use our markets going forward now we're very fortunate in wakefield we have a number of still very vibrant markets which are alive and kicking and it's our responsibility to make sure we continue to develop them and it's our responsibility to make sure they keep up with trends and changing trends over time so back in 2020 the cabinet uh, the council approved a 4.85 million pound investment in our markets across the district that was uh, about Wakefield, Osset, Normanton, Castleford, Pontefract and South Emsall. And that investment was to improve the fabric of the buildings mm. uh, that the market's based in, or, or the market stalls, if there are open markets as well. So obviously COVID has, has got in the way since 2020. People ask questions, well, that's three years ago, what's happened? Well, COVID got in the way, mm. delayed the development works, but we're very pleased that Normanton 
market works as uh, uh, almost complete now and we're just about to start works in the next couple of months at uh, Castleford and Pontefract as well so there's some really exciting times for the markets in uh, in Wakefield district over the next few years I think. Yeah absolutely and it's exciting to see these things taking shape and moving forward very quickly now and uh, I actually headed out to uh, Castleford and Pontefract markets to have a chat with some of the traders there and some of the shoppers to find out their views of the developments that are taking place. Let's just take a listen to that. So I'm here at Castleford Market and I'm with Phil from Four Seasons Pet Supplies. So, you know, exciting plans are happening to redevelop the market. What would you like to see with the changes? I want to see the market to become quite vibrant again, attracting uh, numbers of people in from young to old and now. We want uh, it to be more user-friendly be able to people to be able to come in and find their way around the market and shop quite easily so i'm with armar at vibe clothing lots of developments planned for this market what are your thoughts on that is that something that's going to help bring people in hopefully yeah yeah it should be pretty good if we get can get it looking a bit brighter and a little bit more modern hopefully we should get some more footfall in as well the variety is really good what's in here hopefully we can get it back here looking a bit more modern obviously people come for the variety we've got at the moment so if we can add to that variety plenty of scope for people to come in and have a nice shop around as well so you shop at pontifact and also you pop into castleford what do you like about markets basically it's friendlier staff you get better quality best products it's fresher you've got your fresh fruit and veg fresh cakes fresh bread so you're just going into castleford market both of you um what what are you going in for just a bit of shopping for a party (laughs) ah party shopping and what do you like about castleford markets there's a variety of different shops so there's lots to see and look at and what is it about the markets that you like when you come in oh all sorts bargains yeah bargains cheaper cheaper bargains yeah yeah. it's because especially with local people as well like they're used to like coming to this market because it's been here for ages so like if they develop on it it's still like keeping almost like the old like heritage so mark as you heard there the traders and indeed the shoppers in Pontefract and Castleford in those areas uh, around the markets themselves saw it as a very positive development to see the regeneration taking place. Let's just home in more on Pontefract and Castleford, two big indoor markets as well as outdoor. Tell us more about the regeneration of those. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really it's really great to hear the kind of feedback we're getting from customers about the proposed improvements. As I said earlier, people have very strong, passionate views on markets and connections to them, and they want to see them continue to thrive, but in a changing retail environment, which which means really importantly that the council invests in supporting the traders there to develop their businesses in a way which adapts them to those changing retail trends and make sure that the kind of offer, the retail offer that is in our markets meets the expectations of people nowadays and what they want to see particularly around fresh fruit vegetables that kind of distinctive offer which they can't get on the high street they can't get mm. on online and so what what the council's doing alongside the investment that's going to go in to improving the fabric of the historic uh, market hall buildings at Pontefract and Castleford. We are investing in supporting the traders themselves through a range of business support. We have recently restructured the team within the council and created a post specifically around which is dedicated to supporting the businesses grow as the traders as businesses themselves. So obviously we have a regulatory role to run our our, our markets and, and attract people in, but it's equally important that we invest in the trade 
leaders themselves to support them to grow because without them, we don't have a market. Absolutely. And as we heard from the traders and particularly the shoppers as well just then, um, how people love to visit markets because it's a social place as well it's like a family as it were and one of the things that did come out was trying to attract younger people into the markets and i think that's another area you're aiming to develop as well then yeah absolutely and you know and that's on two sides really both in terms of attracting new traders which are younger Mm. because you know you you, traders themselves acknowledge this you wander around some of our markets traders are of a certain age and it's how we attract that new younger uh, breed of traders who want to give it a go and often we see market trading as a gateway into perhaps taking a shop unit in future so if a, if a young person has an idea there's nothing better than a market stall to act as a test bed absolutely for that business idea mm-hmm. so how can we as a council support young people to do that yeah. to give it test that business idea before they may want to develop and go further from there so i want to bring david preston in now david is the ceo for nabma nabma is the national association of british market authorities and everything you're talking about there david you're going to cover now because from a national perspective this is what's happening across the uk bringing people back into markets giving the opportunity of small businesses david tell us more about where the markets are today give me your challenges and how you're dealing with them there's about 1200 traditional markets around the uk Originally, before COVID, they represented about 40,000 small and medium enterprises, but obviously a lot more markets in terms of Christmas markets, continental markets, um, and then local markets, repair markets, charity markets. Um, And about 75% um, are local authority operated. COVID came along and I think many people will, will appreciate markets played a huge role during COVID. Traders and operators alike um, deserve great praise. They kept essential um, stalls open. They provided safe shopping. People felt more safe there than in supermarkets. Many of them didn't receive any help or support. And councils have provided rent-free periods for many traders to keep them in business and to keep the market operating. So it's been a really, really, really tough time. So we've done a survey as we've come out of COVID now. It's the first one that we've done since 2018. But really, we've come up with five priorities, which are going to be our work stream for the next 12 months. The first one is the big one, which is trying to recruit new traders to the market industry. Um, The second one is to try and help make markets more profitable. Um, Our surveys told us that only 40% of markets are now trading in surplus. We also need to demonstrate the wider value of markets to try and improve the relationships between operators and traders. And then one of the key points is to try and make markets and market management more professional. So those are the challenges that we've set ourselves for the next 12 months. So big challenges there, David, but achieving them is going to take some time. However, the plan moving forward is to do what? How are you going to start to achieve these goals? Okay, so the first one, recruiting new traders. We're going to do this as a national campaign. Um, The National Market Traders Federation are on board with us. We're going to launch it in April. We're talking to two government departments in the next couple of weeks, and really we want them on board with us. And I suppose now with the online trading that we have nowadays, 
the traditional market as such, a lot of people, as far as traders are concerned, think, well, I'll just sell online and, and not even think about it. So how are you going to bring traders back in? How are you going to entice people to say, Do you know what? I want a market stall and I want to be at that market or a number of markets. I think markets that people forget how important markets are and they're part of so many aspects of community life. So hospitality, retail, they're there. But one of the great things now, which has come out particularly during COVID, is the environmental impact of markets so you've got local food shop local um that has been very important during covid but also markets there's less travel people the, the food provenance agenda people know where their food's coming from and that has had a big impact on markets a very positive impact as a result of covid and i think this is a growing agenda and it's certainly one that government's interested in and talking to us speaking to a number of market traders and also to customers at uh Castleford and Pontefract markets. And it's been really interesting, David, what they've been saying, and particularly the customers. Do you know what they say? It's like a little family. They're all like friends, the traders. And so they they go and they chat. It's a real community, if you like. And a lot of people love that about the markets. And I suppose it's now just enticing new age groups and new profiles to, to come into the market. Is the demographics, is that one of the plans to change? to entice younger people, say? One of the, the great initiatives at the moment, and plaudits go to the NMTF, the National Market Traders Federation, and that's on the basis of the national young traders market that they operate. So they've been doing that for 10 years now. They have regional events all around the country, um, encouraging young entrepreneurship up to the age of 30 years. And then every August bank holiday weekend over two days, they have this most fantastic final in Stratford-upon-Avon on the waterside. So what would you say to people who have thought hmm, maybe i should look at getting a market stall i think go into the industry it's it's um it's a low cost it's a low risk opportunity to try out a new business we're trying to encourage young people to come into it and we're starting to see a lot of inquiries now about market trading so many many markets now are providing incentive schemes to come on the market to try it out so thanks very much david uh, mark we're going to talk next about bringing us right back into the center of wakefield about wakefield exchange as a cultural hub right in the heart of the city and we're going to do that next the regeneration show showcasing exciting regeneration projects to redevelop the wakefield district so Dave Adams here on the Regeneration Show here at Rhubarb Radio, where we're talking about wonderful projects that are taking place right across the district. And with Mark Lynham. Mark, let's come straight back in now to the city centre, right in the heart of Wakefield, where our studios are. Just round the corner is Wakefield Exchange. It had other names. It was the market. And it's now developing into this cultural hub. We want to find out more. So this is a project we are hugely excited about, and you'll hear from Joe Verrant as well about uh, the exciting stuff that her organisation does and is going to bring into the middle of, of Wakefield. So Wakefield Exchange, as you quite rightly say, used to be the indoor market hall. Yeah. And there's, there's a certain kind of link there to what we were talked about earlier around the kind of ever-changing face of markets. And obviously... Uh, a number of years ago, the council took a decision to bring the market out of that market hall. Everybody has their own opinion on architecture, but it's an iconic building in the mm, middle of sure. the city centre. It's a very striking building. And the council has been working for a number of years now to uh, look to bring that forward, working with Arts Council England and 
the Department of Culture, Media and Sport to provide funding to bring that forward for culture and creative events and workspace right in the middle of the city centre. Because as we know, Wakefield has a fantastic and deep-rooted cultural and arts sector. Uh, we are very lucky to have the art house down the road. Mm. We've got the Hepworth, we've got the Yorkshire Sculpture Park, and we've got Tile Yard coming forward at Rotherham Absolutely, Mills. Yeah. And the Wakefield Exchange is a number one, another one of those flagship projects that, which was outlined in the Wakefield City Centre Master Plan which we are really excited will start to come to fruition over the next year. We hope to work to start on site within the next few weeks, and that will take probably the best part of the next year to 14 months to be completed. But some really exciting times for Wakefield City Centre with this project coming forward. So again, as we've been saying right the way through the Regeneration Show tonight, we've been saying bringing people back, not necessarily just for the shopping, but it's that leisure experience. And what Wakefield Exchange will do will allow a lot of events to take place. There's also the plans for having the area and events area in the city centre as well. So you can do big cultural events, you can do shows, great for us at Rhubarb because we love to do events out onto the road and there isn't a great area at the moment where you can do it so this is what's going to happen yeah the one of the things I'm usually proud of the council for is our ability to put on major events across the district and one of those is the Rhubarb Festival oh, which is going to happen we this week we are looking forward to it absolutely, absolutely. yeah starting yeah. starting tomorrow we're very excited we're out on the road at, at the riding centre doing all sorts of outside broadcasts and things it is a wonderful event isn't it absolutely it's, mm. it's fantastic and it brings hundreds and thousands of mm. people in from outside of Wakefield, crucially, to spend their money here. And, you know, that's what we talked about earlier about different reasons for people to want to come into our city and town centres, and events are one of those. And what we want to do around the Wakefield Exchange building, and, and people have probably experienced this over the last couple of years when we put on major artistic exhibitions and installations within that building which we've used it for because it's a big cavernous Mm, facility is we want to use that to put on major events so we plan for up to four major events and exhibitions per year in that building which we hope to bring in over 300,000 people Mm. every year into the city centre and that's going to be absolutely critical to support the vibrant food restaurant the bar sector that we've got within Wakefield at the moment and you know bringing that additional footfall in will support that wider retail offer as well yeah and alongside it this is about bringing high quality digital and creative jobs into Wakefield so we hope to support over 100 local creative businesses through this building through the creative industries workspace we hope to create and the building will also be home to a uh, independent food and drink offer as well, okay. which we're going to create within the right. building itself. Right. So, again, it creates a different type of offer that mm. we don't currently have in the city centre. It's such a fantastic, flexible space to mm. use. It can be we, we can adapt it uh, as it continues to develop. And you know, we are hugely proud that Joe has brought Unlimited into Wakefield from London to locate at the new Wakefield Exchange building. And that is absolutely testament to the investment the council has put in over the last few years and will continue to put in to develop the arts and creative industries within Wakefield, which we're hugely proud of. So, talking about Joe, we're going to bring Joe in now. Joe Verrant, Director of the Disabled Artist Charity Unlimited, came from London to Wakefield, Joe. And tell us the reasons why. 
Okay, so we're a an organisation that commissions disabled artists to create exceptional work um, and tour that work around the world. And we're here because disabled artists don't have an equal footing within the cultural sector. So we're here to amend that, to shift that position. And as soon as they do, we can do something else instead. So we worked originally, we were a programme run by two London-based organisations. And then we outgrew that and we needed to be independent. And we thought if we're going to be independent, we could be based anywhere within the UK. Yeah. Where? How do we choose? Uh, we looked at a whole number of places and Wakefield came out top of our list. And it did that for a couple of reasons. Mm. Firstly, the welcome. Wakefield District Council could not have been more interested, more supportive, more open and transparent about the fact that they had a way to go in terms of disability equality and involving disabled people as artists, as audiences. So they were really, really welcoming, really, really open about their need for us as much as our need for a base. And also, it's a place with so much potential. It is on the cusp of really developing its cultural offer if you like. There's going to be so much happening over the next five, six years in Wakefield. And we've really wanted to be a part of that. It's fantastic to hear. And of course, with Talyard development and so much more happening around the West area, the city is really growing. It's probably the best time that you made the move to come here, just as all these developments were taking place. And I would have thought you looked at that before you made the decision. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it was very key to us making that decision. I mean, we chose to come here also because we could be based within a brand new building, Wakefield Exchange. Now, obviously, we're not based in it yet because it hasn't been developed. We will be one of its first new tenants. Yeah. One of the things a lot of companies tell us, a lot of organisations tell us when I speak on the Regeneration Show and on other features we do here at Rhubarb Radio is why they come and it's often to do with the location of Wakefield. I mean, we're right in the centre of the country, aren't we? Being at the heart of the motorway network and the rail network and such like, did that help you to make the decision as well? Yes, but I think even more than that, yes, it's in the heart of the country. Yes, you can get to a whole number of places. It's near a number of uh, you know airports and arterial routes. Mm. But also Wakefield itself is a really unique space because, yes, there's the city centre, but then there's also all the outlying villages and towns and conurbations. Um, and that, I think, really offers something special because we want to work as much in rural areas as we do within you know urban centres. And Wakefield offers us all of that. It offers us that potential of really going out to some beautiful green spaces and citing uh, work in those, as well as a city, as well as brilliant places like, you know, Castleford, you know, Pontefract. Yeah, um, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about the projects you've done since you've been here. So we we commission artists uh, nationally. So a lot of our work just continues, you know, behind the scenes. But specifically, since we've been here, we were able to work with the council to bring up a piece uh, to one of the summer festivals, a piece by Anna Berry called Breathing Room, which was a massive installation that you walk inside and uh, it moves around you. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece. And we had a pop-up installation of uh, Sue Austin's underwater wheelchair, where we managed to have a 23-metre projection from five different projectors uh, on the wall at what will be Wakefield Exchange. We've got some micro-commissioning at the moment. We're looking for 10 disabled artists or or people with an arts interest who are based in Wakefield District or regularly work in the district that we can give a £1,000 each to so they can develop 
their artistic practice. So we've got some Wakefield specific stuff. We've got some northern specific stuff cooking around all the years of culture that are coming up. And then we have our national offer. And also we work internationally too. What are your thoughts on taking those forward in helping your organisation grow? Well, for us, it's not always about growth. Growth isn't always a good thing. Okay. I mean, we get a bit sucked into growth being the only option. Our ultimate aim is to not exist, is to shrink rather than to grow. <laughs> I understand that. What we do yeah. want to do is have influence. And I think that's where we really want to get engaged within the regeneration plans. And it sounds as though the council and other organisations across the district are giving you that opportunity. Now, there's there's obviously challenges with putting on these installations, these wonderful pieces of art and, and such like that you do with disabled people. Does Wakefield support you in terms of making it easier for you to display these and to work on them? I think, um, yes, I, I, we cannot underestimate the impact. The biggest challenge, I think, comes from the continued budget cuts due to both austerity, but also now the massive cost of living increases. Everybody's budget is shrinking. And obviously the councillor are no different to anybody else. We're having to really manage soaring costs and reduced income. We're the same, they're the same. But the conversation is there. People are being frank, open, and transparent about that. No one's hiding from that. No one's trying to fudge anything. So those conversations are happening and they're robust. I think the challenge for the next three to five years is managing a way through that that's equitable to people. My call to everybody is don't cut your access in order to manage your budget because disabled people are 22.7% of the population. We deserve access to the stuff that's out there. You're shortchanging us if you cut us out. Joe, thanks ever so much indeed. I think, you know, it's fantastic that you've brought your business to Wakefield and you're hugely excited. And Mark, how wonderful to see this organisation grow and develop here in Wakefield. So let me ask you one last question. And I mentioned it to Lorna earlier on about where you see the vision. Let's say two, three, four years time. Where do you see the district and the city centre when people come in? Yeah. So uh, such a big question to ask. That's a huge question. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, uh, obviously, you know, the job I do, I am naturally ambitious for the district and and what it can be and what it is already. And the the plans we've got as a council, the master plans we've got in place for the likes of Wakefield, for the likes of Castleford, the investment we're making, £10 million worth of investment we're making in our smaller regional towns and town centres across the district as well. You know, we're getting further funding in from the government's levelling up fund to develop a new library and museum in the mm-hmm. form of BHS building on Cathedral Square. The, the continued investment that's going to go on at Tile Yard as part of the phase two works as well. What we will see is continued investment in the district by the council as we continue to de- aim to deliver the ambitious master plans we've got. And you know, regeneration is something that never finishes. It never ends. We mm-hmm. continue to adapt and change depending on kind of the type of projects that we need to bring forward. But I think hopefully people will continue to be proud of Wakefield as a district, which I know they already are, uh, as they see some of these fantastic, ambitious projects starting to come forward. And I look forward to talking a bit more about them in the coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. On the next show, which we'll be doing in a month's time. Listen, Mark, it's fantastic. Very exciting. 
as to what's happening right here across the Wakefield District. Thank you so much for coming into the studio, Mark, and I'm sure you'll be back in further shows as we go through the months, but we look forward to seeing these developments taking place. Thanks again. Thank you. The Regeneration Show, showcasing exciting regeneration projects to redevelop the Wakefield District.